0: Omar Khan's comments on Jordan Addison are just a Steelers smokescreen. Don't fall for it, Steelers Nation. Welcome to the Steelers Update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things, still us, so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. The muscle-bound meat market known as the NFL Combine marks the official start of the 2023 draft season. It's a time of secrecy and subterfuge as teams attempt all manner of head fakes, false commentary, and sleight of hand designed to shift focus away from the players they actually covet. Enter new Steelers GM Omar Khan, who was overseeing his first draft for the Steelers. And it couldn't come at a more important time than this in Pittsburgh. The once-proud Steelers franchise and fan base has been starved of a playoff win for six straight seasons. That's the longest drought since the pre-immaculate reception days by the immortal Franco Harris. The Steelers hold picks number 17, 32, 49, and 81 in the first three rounds. That's more than enough draft capital to make a real difference and an immediate impact on the 2023 team. A team that will be led by second-year QB Kenny Pickett but that impact will come only if Kahn and his new assistant GM, Andy Weald, get everything right. The problem is we know very little as to how this talent-picking tandem will operate together. As Kahn took to the press conference podium this week at the Combine, he gave us a glimpse into his gifts at putting up some draft season smoke in order to cloak the Steelers' true intentions in secrecy. Khan did this first and foremost by stoking Steelers fans' hopes of reuniting Pickett with his prolific former receiver from Pitt, Jordan Addison. After all, the two seemed to have a Wonder Twins connection back in 2021 That's when they hooked up for 17 touchdowns and brought the ACC championship to Pittsburgh. The prospect of the 6-foot, 175-pound receiver reuniting with his former QB has Steelers fans and Pittsburgh dreaming of a Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase-like electrification of the offense. And that offense certainly could use some juice in the pinball machine that is the AFC. The Bengals seemed to capture lightning in a bottle when they reunited a pair of LSU Tigers in a different set of stripes, that being Burrow and then Chase. Why shouldn't the Steelers follow suit by suiting up Addison in the black and gold to pair with Pickett? After all, Cincinnati is now the clear class of the Steelers' division. The prospect of Pittsburgh looking up at the high-flying burrow Chase connection for the better part of the next decade is a stomach-turner for every Steelers fan worth his or her salt. To beat them, the Steelers must join them by bringing Addison back home to the burg. At least so goes the popular draft plan in Pittsburgh. Kahn, who proclaimed that he's open to anything, did nothing to rule out this very popular possibility. Quote, I think you always look at things like Pickett and Addison's past, but given the off-seasons that you have, the time guys spend together, the transition and more receivers getting acclimated to quarterbacks— it's not a hard process, Con said. And then he added, well, you guys would have to ask Kenny Pickett more about that, but Jordan Addison is a good football player. Yes, Addison is very good, but the Steelers, who felt good enough about their own receivers, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, not to mention tight end Pat Fryermuth said goodbye to Chase Claypool in exchange for the Bears' 32nd pick. That signals that they don't really need Addison's services, which will only be procured by parting with a top-15 pick in this coming draft. Moreover, the Steelers' receiving riches will be bolstered by the intriguing debut of, quote, speedy smurf Calvin Austin III, You'll remember he was sidelined all last season, his entire rookie year, by injury. Still, Kahn wasn't done with his smokescreen. In an attempt to shroud the Steelers' real area of need, the GN heaped praise upon the Steelers' oft-criticized offensive line. That line has been cobbled together by lower-round draft picks and second-tier free agents. And while the unit did improve as the 2022 season unfolded, it remained a pale shadow of Super Bowl-contending units, such as the one found in Philadelphia that Weald helped construct. Asked about what everyone else seems to see as the Steelers' glaring need for a blue-chip left tackle, Con would not take the bait. Instead, he talked up the Steelers' status quo up front, saying this, quote, specifically to our offensive line group, I said it, it really was encouraging to see those guys grow and come together and just become better as the season went on, unquote. Don't buy it for a minute. The last time the Steelers took an offensive lineman in the first round, the calendar read 2012. It's been a year longer since Pittsburgh picked a big body to fill a void along the defensive line. One of these droughts is about to end on April 27th. That's when the 88th NFL selection meeting opens in Kansas City. Weald, who, who will be constructing the Steelers' draft board and who relishes, Picking big bodies to secure these foundational units should help see to this. Heck, even amid his efforts to raise a thick Steeler smokescreen, Kahn had a moment of honest reflection when asked about both lines and wheels' affinity for building them so stoutly. Kahn said, quote, You guys look at the Steeler history. That's always been a big part of the job. Our winning teams have always been the O-line and the D-line and the big guys. I can't speak for Philadelphia, but I think that was a big part of theirs also." Unquote. Yeah, it was Omar, and we we'll helped help build those lines in Philly. Perhaps the only thing that could deter Pittsburgh from picking a top left tackle is that the premium players at this position could be gone by the time the Steelers are on the clock at selection number 17. So don't rule out a trade up should Wield find a big body he absolutely loves. Having a young quarterback who's entering his second year with two concussions under his cranium only reinforces this need for the Steelers. The courtship begins this weekend at the Combine. The big bodies are never as sexy as those speedy receivers, but the Steelers have selected their share of shiny toys and trinkets in the past. If this team is going to get back into the playoffs... They must go back to the basics and rebuild their lines on both sides of the ball. So don't be fooled in this silly season when many NFL teams in search of talent will tell you that up is down. If Khan truly believes what he told the media, namely that he has, quote, the opportunity to build a Super Bowl roster and win a few Super Bowls, unquote, The draft card he fills out will bear the name of a blue-chip lineman. Accept no substitute, Steeler Nation, and don't let the draft season smoke get in your eyes. We have much more on the Steelers' off-season plans as they take shape at this combine this week in this edition of your Steelers Update Podcast. Hey, and be sure to check out my print column first thing Thursday on Ben Live. It will be packed with plenty of memes, bringing the Steelers draft dreams to life and to laughs. Right now, let's get right to it. Among the most interesting insights Omar Khan provided in his pre-combine press conferences is how the Steelers plan to run the 2023 draft their first without the parted GM Kevin Colbert. As for all those Steelers fans hoping that assistant GM Andy Weald will bring some of his Philadelphia Eagles draft magic to Pittsburgh, well, don't hold your breath. As Mark Caboli with The Athletic writes, Weald will build the Steelers draft board, but won't have a say when it comes to actually selecting all those future Steelers. Say what? Well, yeah, Wild will be on the draft day sidelines, so says Kahn. As for who will pull the trigger on draft day, of course, Coach Mike Tomlin will top that list. Here is Mark Caboli interpreting Kahn's comments and what it means for this upcoming all important Steelers draft. He writes, quote, Assistant General Manager Andy Wild whom the Steelers' GM calls his right-hand man, will put together the team's NFL draft board and then basically turn it over to the higher-ups. With Wield having a personnel background and Khan coming up as a salary cap expert, there are new roles when it comes to the draft have yet to be defined publicly. Wield will put together the board and run the personnel department while getting input from Director of Player Scouting, Mark Sadowski, Director of College Scouting, Dan Colbert, and Director of Pro Scouting, Sheldon White. Director of Football Operations, Cole Marqueux, continues in a bigger role with the contract negotiations of current players and free agents. Wield doesn't break down his scouting with a grade based on what round a player belongs in, rather on the player's projected role. Is he a day one starter? Does he have starting potential? Is he a role player, etc.? That could present a different look to the draft this year for the Steelers, unquote. Now, as for the actual draft day decision makers, Kahn said this, quote, Like every big decision, the right people get in the room and we will talk things through and make a Steelers decision. Coach Mike Tomlin, owner Art Rooney II, and I will come together and make the right decision, unquote. In other words, same old, same old. Other than Colbert, it's now Khan along with the big guns Tomlin and Rooney. So where will the Steelers go with three picks in the top 50 of this 2023 draft? In other words, they got some draft capital. We already talked about offensive linemen being a glaring need, defensive linemen being the next glaring need. But what about cornerback? Well, here's Brian Batko with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette arguing that one of the Steelers' big needs is in the secondary and that of cornerback. And one of those top picks in those first 50 could be needed to fill that void. Batco writes, quote, It makes perfect sense for the Steelers to draft their number one corner of the future, likely in the first or second round of this draft. If they go that route, they'll just have to do better than their last early pick at the position, that being Artie Burns. He was an enticing athlete who was a draft day and developmental prospect who never developed. One of the clear-cut candidates to be that guy for the Steelers is none other than Steelers' legacy, Joey Porter Jr. He is via Penn State and North Allegheny High School, and you'll read plenty more about him between now and the draft. Unquote. My take is Porter, with his heavy Pittsburgh connections, could be yet another Steelers' smokescreen. We'll see. But if they are serious about a cornerback high in the draft, here are Batko's top players available at the position coming up on draft day. He ranks the top five prospects as these. Devin Witherspoon out of Illinois. He's six feet. 180, and he is a senior coming in to the draft. Then we have the aforementioned Joey Porter Jr., Penn State. He's 6'2", 194, and he's coming out as a junior. Then we go to Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon. He's 6'2", and 201, and he, too, is coming out as a junior. Then you have Cam Smith out of South Carolina. 6'187", a junior. Then Kali Ringo, Georgia, Bulldogs, 6'2", 205, and he's a sophomore. So there's the top five at cornerback, intriguing, especially if if those big-bodied offensive linemen go early. And speaking of the cornerback position, the Steelers have begun negotiations with one of their own, as Ray Filipaldo with the Post-Gazette reports, he writes this, quote, Steelers general manager Omar Khan and the representatives for cornerback Cam Sutton have begun conversations about a new contract. Sutton has started 31 games in the past two seasons. He's widely regarded as the, as the Steelers' top free agent who could hit the open market next month. Sutton just completed his second contract with the Steelers that was a two-year deal for $9 million. He's expected to command more on his next contract after establishing himself as the team's smartest and most versatile defensive back. Said Khan, quote, We think very highly of Cam. Conversations have commenced and we'll see where it goes. Just like all of our other free agents, Everything is on the table. We have a few guys we would prioritize. I'm not go- going to get into a who's who, but I feel good about where we're at. We'd like Cam a great deal, unquote. Sutton, 27, is a third-round pick out of Tennessee in 2017, and he's one of three defensive starters who can become unrestricted free agents when the new league year begins in a couple of weeks. The others are defensive lineman Larry Ojechobe and strong safety Terrell Edmonds. And the Steelers have the flexibility under their salary cap to sign them, unquote. Good stuff from Ray Filippato with the PG as always. Now let's see what Omar Khan does now that he has full control of that Steelers checkbook. Finally, there's the all-important position of quarterback. Now, of course, the Steelers believe they are set at this position for a decade or more, having landed their franchise QB last year by taking Kenny Pickett with pick 20 in the 2022 draft. Yet many elements of this position remain unsettled in Pittsburgh, and the Steelers could very well pick a QB in later rounds of the draft. Say what? Well, yeah. And here's the lead Steelers beat reporter Jerry Dulac doling out the insights for the Pittsburgh Post Gazette and their readers. Dulac writes, "Quote: It appears they don't intend to make any moves with Mitch Trubisky. His eight million dollars salary in 2023 is high, and it's the final year of his two-year deal. And he." will be among the highest, if not the highest, paid backup in the entire NFL. But the Steelers insist they're not moving him. Quote, Mitch has been awesome since the day he got here, said Omar Khan. I want Mitch around. I would look forward to having him around for a long time, not only this year, but a long time, unquote. Hmm, interesting. Now, of course, Dulac goes on. He has a lot more insight. He's wired in like nobody else. And he says this of the other Steelers' backup. The Steelers are likely to be in the market for another quarterback because Mason Rudolph is an unrestricted free agent and doesn't intend to re-sign with the Steelers. Why would he? But Khan says that's not a foregone conclusion and hasn't ruled out the possibility of Rudolph coming back as well. Not at all, Khan said. We had a good conversation, and the door is still open, unquote. Some good insight from Dulac on this seemingly set position for the Steelers, but who knows what could happen with Rudolph probably heading out the door and Mitch Trubisky having that high salary, but also high praise from Omar Khan. Again, we're in the season of smokescreen, draft, combine, free agency. And this smoke is going to surround this Steelers draft as all the poking and prodding at the NFL combine gets underway. And that smoke will linger right up till draft day in late April. Of course, we're going to watch it all. But, you know, as you watch the combine, pay particular attention to those big-bodied guys. We all know the Steelers, especially Andy Wield, will be watching them closely, hoping to fall in love with one of them. And we will cover it all right here on your Steelers Update Podcast. We are out fresh and new every Wednesday afternoon. So, sign up for our podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast. And of course, log on to penlive.com anytime for your real time Steelers news.